The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. And welcome again to Grace in Focus, this radio program and podcast. Today, Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates continue their mini-series in Deuteronomy, looking at another key passage in chapter 18. As we will see, God is warning the Jews and us about false prophets and false teachers and idols. Yes, these things are still around today, and therefore these warnings can be applied to us also. Hope you'll stay tuned. At the end of this discussion, I'll tell you more about our articles and products and resources, which you can find at faithalone.org. Right now, here's Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates with today's discussion. Welcome to Grace and Focus. Ken, I believe you uh, have us going to Deuteronomy 18 now? Yeah, we're just selecting certain passages in Deuteronomy just to give you all a, a taste of the kind of things that we'll be discussing in the uh, Old Testament commentary. And so today we're going to look at Deuteronomy 18 as the new generation of Jews are about to enter into the land. Moses is warning the people here. They need to take care to listen to God's word. And now there's a warning that when they get in the land, they're going to encounter false teachers, false prophets. Okay, so this breaks into two parts, right? Deuteronomy 18, 9 through what, 14 is the warning about the false teachings they're going to hear in the land? Yes. In 9 through 14, he's talking about the false prophets, the sorcerers that they're going to run into in the promised land these idols, the false gods. And then 15 through 18 is about a prophet like Moses that is going to come in the future. Exactly. Okay. And by the way, we don't tend to think of Moses as a prophet, do we? But he says a prophet like me. So Moses was one of the prophets. Yes. And obviously there's a direct application for the church today. Uh, there is false teaching all around us. It's interesting here, you know, that he refers to the false teachers, the false prophets of the idols. And I think probably in the United States, at least, most false teachers, most don't call them for those prophets, although some do. Yeah. But it is interesting when you go overseas, they do call themselves prophets and they're false prophets as well. Yeah. So verse 9, Deuteronomy 18:9. when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. What kind of abominations did they have? He talks about it here in verse 10, as you're about to read. Okay, he says, There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. What was that about? Certain of the idols, the prophets of those idols, said that they ought to sacrifice their children to appease these idols. So they would burn their children to death. Yes, and when you read the rest of the Old Testament, what you find is that there were times in Israel's history where they did exactly that. In Jeremiah, for example, he talks about the fact that they have have done that to their children. Wow. And then he says, or one who practices witchcraft. So they had people who practiced what we would think of as witchcraft. Yes. Or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritus, or one who calls up the dead. So are all these different things, or are these just different ways of speaking about 
people who were practicing some kind of occult practice. Yes, and the way that these gods would communicate to the people through these things. Of course, in Daniel, we know, for example, they were looking at dreams, interpreting dreams, the false prophets, the false teachers. Right. right. And so this was something they were going to hit in the land, and they were not to be attracted to these things. Exactly. And again, we have this false teaching as well. I've mentioned in a couple of podcasts, this is very prevalent, for example, when I go to Zambia. Many people claim to be prophets. And I just got recently got back from Kenya, and many people claim to be prophets. They claim that God has told them things. For example, my last trip, some of the pastors were saying that the prophets in Kenya were saying that if you have diabetes, it's because you have a demon. Or if you have high blood pressure, it's because you have a demon. And it's just amazing how even that has infiltrated the churches. And so you can see that this is a problem in modern day society as well. And then he says, for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. So we're told the reason why these Canaanites are being dispossessed and killed is because their sins are so grievous. And the point there is, if God did this to them, what's going to happen if you do the exact same thing? Yeah, and like Leviticus 26, Deuteronomy 28, he says, if you do these same things, there's going to be cycles of judgment ending up with exile. As we look at the New Testament parallels to this, we can, as believers— experience the discipline of God, the wrath of God, that is a result of sin if we are like the world. Yeah. Well, then he says, you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. Of course, that's a principle we find in the New Testament as well. An elder must be blameless, or a deacon is to be blameless. Blameless doesn't mean sinless, but blameless means someone who is walking in fellowship with God. Right. And we even talked about in 1 Corinthians 1 that we would be blameless at the judgment seat of Christ. That doesn't mean we never sinned, but that we would have lived a life that gains his approval. Okay. And then he says in 14, for these nations which you will dispossess, listen to soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. So in other words, this isn't the way God's going to communicate. He's going to communicate through prophets. He had prophets, writing prophets and speaking prophets. God is going to raise up prophets throughout Israel's history, and they are to listen to them, not the prophets of these false gods. But I think we need to make it clear there aren't any prophets today. That's a good point, because the church was built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Ephesians 2.20. Right. So foundation is the floor, and the church is built on that. So that gift is no longer a spiritual gift. Exactly. And that's so much confusion today. I know we have it in the States, but we certainly have it when we go overseas. It's not out of the ordinary at all if I teach a class of 20, 25 young men that eight or nine of them will say they're prophets today. And when you hear the things they say, it's, it's just so ridiculous. But you hear it all the time. You know, God told me to tell you this. And I've actually been in class where a guy, an 18-year-old, stand up and say, I'm a prophet of God. And another person will say, well, wait a second. You told me to do this. You told me to, you know, marry this girl over here. And I asked her and she said no or whatever, you know, yeah. and it's just crazy stuff. Okay. So in 15, this is a very famous verse. The Lord your God shall raise up a prophet like me from your midst, 
from your brethren. Him you shall hear. Now, by the way, the word prophet in the New King James is capitalized, meaning this refers to Jesus. And then he says, according to all that you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire anymore, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, what they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you, again capitalized, from among the brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, capital H, this is referring to Jesus, and he, capital H, shall speak to them all that I command him, capital H. So this refers to Christ, and we see that, for example, in the Gospel of John, right? Yes, in the Gospel of John, there's this question, of, first of all, who is John the Baptist? And the Jews wonder if he is this prophet that Moses spoke about. And then that question is also raised about Jesus himself. In other words, in the New Testament, you have people who believe, it's kind of an interesting thing, they don't believe Jesus is the Christ, but they believe he's the prophet. So for the Jews, at least, at least some of them saw these as two different individuals, that the Christ and the prophet were two different things. Right. And what Moses intended, we don't know for sure if Moses understood this, but most likely he did, that Jesus was prophet, priest, and king. That, Absolutely. That Jesus is not only the prophet, but he's also the promised Messiah, the Christ. It's interesting, but Moses appears at the Mount of Transfiguration, right? <laughs> yeah, he knows then. So the verse you're referring to, John 1 and verse 20, a group of people asked him, and he confessed and did not deny, but he confessed saying, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. And then they asked, are you the prophet, the prophet? Right. Referring to Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 18. And he said no. And a lot of commentators have noticed that his answers get progressively shorter. Are you the Christ? I am not the Christ. Are you Elijah? I am not. Are you the prophet? No. Each one is progressively shorter. Well, of course, here they're making it clear they think the prophet is somebody different than the Christ. Absolutely. Right. They see it as two different individuals. Yeah. But, of course, we know that Jesus was the prophet and in fact, he was the greatest prophet that ever lived. Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 4. He has revealed God to us and the perfect revelation of God. And of course, Jesus said the same thing. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So if a prophet is one who brings us revelation from God, Jesus is the greatest prophet who ever lived. He was the perfect, the final revelation of God. And we know, looking back on it in Deuteronomy 18, that the Christ and the prophet are the same person, which was in Jesus Christ. All right, and how many other references are there to the prophet in John's gospel? Well, like if you look in John 6, 14, we have another reference to that as well. Yeah, I think this is a really great study because when you look in the New Testament, you see crowds. What we need to remember, the crowd is mixed. There's people who believe he's the Christ. There's some who believe he's the prophet. There's some who probably believe he's Elijah. And so there's different views of Jesus Christ. Right? Okay, and there are two others, aren't there? Uh, what are yeah, they? John seven forty. Therefore, many from the crowd, when they heard this saying, said, truly, this is the prophet. And then others, for, for others said, no, this is the Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so they it's saw it. Two different. Right. So uh, this Deuteronomy 18 passage is fantastic, and it applies directly today. Don't be looking for 
false prophets don't or any prophets don't be looking for you know soothsayers or crystals or any of that <laughs> business and realize that Jesus is the prophet that Moses spoke about. And listen to him. <laughs> and listen to him. That's right. Remember, that's what the Father said at the Mount of Transfiguration. This is my beloved Son. Hear him. Hear what he says. Well, thank you, Ken, and thank you all for listening, and keep grace in focus. Thank you, guys, for that great discussion. Are you interested in finding other Free Grace Believers just like yourself in your area? Well, you can do that by going to our website, faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On our website, we have a church tracker. It's an easy-to-use map that will help you locate those other Free Grace churches that might be in your area. So come visit us at the website and take advantage of our free church tracker. It's at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. There are a lot of costs involved in staying on the air. That's why we so much appreciate our financial partners. If you'd like to learn how to become one, you can find out more by going to faithalone.org. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode of Grace in Focus, have you ever heard someone say that they got a special word from God, that they have some sort of special knowledge that you don't have? We'll talk about that next time, and I hope you'll join us. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.